I mean, my heart's beating, my heart's beating, my hands are shaking, my hands are shaking, but I'm still shooting, I'm still getting the headshots, it's like, boom, headshot, boom, headshot, boom, headshot. Just gonna send it. Welcome back to another episode of Just Effin', Just Effin' Send It podcast. It's a solo one today, guys. Got a couple things I want to talk to you guys about. Um, I hope everybody had a great Christmas and, and New Year. I mean, here it is the 23rd of January, so <clears throat> you've had plenty of time to make a new year, a good new year so far. So, um, A couple things I want to talk about today is... Uh, a, few things about the future of the podcast and some directions I want it to go and, and other little things that I've got coming up. So one of the things I want to talk about is it, it's no surprise. Okay. The last podcast was like before Christmas before one before that was like, it was still fucking warm outside stuff like that. And look, I know I've been slacking, but I'll tell you, I've been, and I know everybody's busy and everybody's got excuses and, you know, whatever. But it, it's been a, a combination of busy as shit and, honestly, kind of a lack of motivation. And it's like I, like I want to do a pot, like I want to do it, and then it's some little thing will come up and I'm like, oh, well, then I'll just put it off the next week or I'll, I'll get up with that person then. And I, I know that's not, I mean, not fair to you guys. I mean, if, if you, you know, support my channel, my, my podcast and uh, with the likes and comments and all that stuff, you know, I, I want to give you guys something that you like to listen to and then have more of a, a regular uh, schedule, if you will. And honestly, I know I've said from Jump Street of doing this podcast that I'm not doing it to make I'm, I make no, I, I make nothing. I spend on this podcast, don't make anything. I'm not like you know making it rain on the podcast. Obviously, but I, but I've definitely spent money between all the audio equipment, the roadcaster, bought a new laptop. Um, you know anything? Uh, the giveaway stuff is stuff that I either win or stuff that I buy and give it away. I need to do another giveaway. I'm not sure what, I, what it is going to be, but um, I need to do another giveaway because I enjoy doing that. I really enjoy doing giveaways and, and, and you guys, you know, liking it or whatever. It's great. Um, but I think if, and I never thought that I'd ever say this, but I think if this, some, this podcast somehow got monetized, it would, it would motivate me more to do more and keep it as like a, a regular scheduled thing. And it wouldn't feel as much. I don't even know how to explain because I, I love doing it. it. It's fun having a good conversation with a guest or just with me and you, um, the listener doing my solo podcast. It's, it is fun, but it's like, okay, well, if I'm doing this, I'm not doing anything else. Like I can't do anything else while doing this. Um, and you know, it's, 
there's, there's, there are pressing things in, in life when you've got a very active kid. I mean, Jax is, you know, I'm a, we just started up soccer last week again for the, uh, I don't know why they call it spring season. We start in the middle of fucking January, but spring season for the travel soccer, uh, team. And then I still teach jujitsu. I, hell my jujitsu has been hurt. Like, I I used to go to jiu-jitsu two, maybe three nights a week like for myself, plus kids. Now it's got to where, like, I'm lucky if I go three, four classes a month. It's just because it's like as soon as kids' class is over, this schedule, Courtney's got something to do where I've got to, you know, hang out with Jax, or it be one one thing or another is keeps me out. So, I mean, shit's fucking busy, and – I think if I had more of a financial motivation, then I believe I would, it would then become a higher priority and I'd look forward to doing it more. So with that said, if anybody that's with a company or owns a company that would like to develop a relationship with the just Evanson at podcast, um, you know, you know, <laughs> if you've listened to any podcast prior to this one, you know what to expect out of me, meaning the content that's being talked about, the way in which it is talked about, the the lack of a single fuck, because I have I give negative fucks about anything that a, a corporation today in you know this era gives a fuck about. I, I don't bite my tongue and and I don't mean this as far as like trashing of the company, but I'm talking about the political correctness. I would be very inauthentic of myself in a depiction of myself if I were to have ever had any potential sponsor say, hey, look, we need you to lay off the the F word. Well, this just, this isn't something for you. I'm not something for you. Or just whatever, political talk, whatever, I, dirty, jo- dirty jokes, whatever, you know, um, I like a good zinger just as much as the next guy. But if, if you're a company who actually has balls, because what you see in today's, um, corporate world is you see the lack of balls because of, let's say you are a, a business that an umbrella, let's say something like Nabisco or Nestle. Now, mind you, we know that they, both of those companies give donations to a whole bunch of organizations that red blood Americans don't subscribe to, but whatever, if it's a free country, you can do what they want. But let's just say that Nabisco sponsored a person and that person said something that out of the millions of people who heard it, 40 had something to say about it. And you had 40 emails from a fucking Karen. And then all of a sudden they change complete direction with what that their company is, is going to satisfy 40 people. When all of the, everybody else that didn't give a shit would suffer right from the actions taken by the company. Right. That, that is not me. Um, I, if, if you are a company that wants to be a part of the just Evan Senate podcast, 
um, then you are going to need to also be okay with taking a stance. And yep, that is code enforcement calling me probably to ask me a question. Um, one second. I'll call you back, homie. All right, it's a buddy of mine. Um, anyway, you know, you need to be on board with having uh, somebody that will care about your product and care about your company, but at the same time, I'm not going to bite my tongue for anybody. And, I, and I'm not going to say anything so such a fucking hot take that it's going to make national news like anyone gives a shit of what David Baker has to say. Um, let me disconnect this bad boy. Turn that off. Um, so, you know, that's what kind of a relationship that I'm going to need to have with, but Hey, if you're a company that sells this widget and mind you, if I had my way and had my choice, it would be non firearm related businesses. Not to say that I wouldn't take on a relationship with somebody in the firearm industry, like a suppressor company or trigger company scope, whatever. I don't give a fuck whoever it is. Um, well, unless I really don't believe in your product, then that's, that's a non-starter for me. Um, because my word and my authentic, my authentic, mm-hmm, <clears throat> authenticity, um, is, is most, is more important to me than, than really anything. But, uh, I would prefer it be a non, like if you're a, you sell windows or you sell, whatever else cell phone gadgets i don't i don't know apps whatever i'm okay with that um and that's what i would prefer but if you're a company in the firearm industry someone that you know wants someone to help promote a good product and uh and and believe in that product then by all means all, all i can say is i'm not interested that's it no harm no foul there will be no public um acknowledgement that the that the conversation ever happened uh and and that's that's okay i'm I'm going to be professional about that stuff but um yeah i I believe that if i if i was if i made this into something that produced additional income i think i would be a lot more motivated in in i'll always do the podcast it's not that it's about how often i do it and how much time and preparation is put into it. Uh, as you guys guys have known from the beginning that I'm a fly by to see my pants type person. I don't really have notes. I just, boom, it is what it is off the top of the dome. And that's what, I, I mean, as I'm told, that's what I've, a lot of the listeners like. Um, but enough of that. Um, let's move on to uh, next order of business. Um, I did a live the other day on Instagram uh, while I was doing some shooting and uh, checking speeds on a load and uh, with my lab radar. And then I got talking about this and that. But one of the things I mentioned is, so there's a YouTube channel called the, um, well, it's Alejandro Flores is his name. He goes by Alex um, down there in South Florida. And he is a car guy. So he is an actual, he's a tuner for lund racing who if you they specialize in the coyote platform um but you know he's got all different kinds of automotive like race car interests and stuff like that fox body gt500s a zr1 corvette and uh an 
S550 GT and all that stuff. Anyway, but aside from the actual car knowledge, his show is great. It's it. First of all, his recorded videos are super informative, funny stuff like that. Not, he's like the least hacky person ever. And then he does every Sunday morning, Tuesday evening, and I think Thursday evenings, he does lives to where, you know, he's reading in the, in the, uh, in the chat and going over certain content, whether it be news, racing news, Ford manufacturing news, whether it be good or bad, because believe me, anything past the year 2020, he wants nothing to do with it as far as Ford um, because of the direction that Ford has gone about a couple of things. Anyway, it's not about that. Great podcast. He is, he is the leading voice in the automotive industry in the fight against the EPA. Um, I, I mentioned this in that live that I did, and I don't even really know how I got into that uh, subject on a live while I was shooting, but it, it went there. So he is, the, he is the, first of all, super informed about what is going on and what the EPA is doing. The EPA is literally raiding places at bare minimum giving visits to places. But when I say raiding places, like kicking doors in, fucking guns and shit, like they're the ATF. I mean, the EPA over the last, since the Obama administration, and really the Trump administration didn't do a whole lot to hem it back, but it wasn't as, it wasn't as loud. It wasn't as forward. It wasn't as serious then as what it has become uh, since, you know, our <clears throat> potato in chief took office. But now it's like a, a an agency that's emboldened, an agency that they they're really been, they've really been weaponized. So just like the the FDA and uh, did during COVID, or you know the World Health Organization, um, all all of these, everything that we saw in COVID, like literally how the FDA was weaponized, how they the FDA forced millions of of businesses to close their doors and literally go bankrupt how that happened jesus christ is my phone has blown up since i got home um i you know they've been super weaponized and now we are we're definitely seeing uh the the epa doing the same exact thing and he has made it a couple points he he, he obviously he's like a he's a what you consider a, a libertarian slash conservative. And he doesn't, I mean, he has guns, but he's not a gun guy, self-proclaimed. I'm, he says, I'm not a gun guy. I don't know a whole lot about what the gun world is like, but he said, I have a feeling that this is the EPA is acting a lot like what the, the gun, the gun industry is dealing, has been dealing with for a long time. And, you know, I'm a subscriber to a show. Uh, I'm a member. Like, I, I pay $5 a month, and you get to some perks and shit. I'm happy to give him my money because I really enjoy his show. He's fucking hilarious. If you think I'm funny, I am Ben Stein compared, compared to him. Great show. So if you're into cars at all, Ford, GM, Mopar, I'm sorry, uh, then it doesn't matter. Go check his shit out. But anyway, so I hit him up. I was like, hey, look, you know, I have a podcast, all this, that. Um, I would love to have you on, and we can talk a lot about what the EPA is doing and how it relates to what the 
really the ATF and, you know, NFA, all that shit has been doing to the you know, gun industry and Second Amendment supporters since, you know, for the last 80, 90 years. And pretty much we've seen almost every play in the playbook that the EPA is now going to be using because they're going after tuners. They're going after uh, companies that produce um, products like the Engage. Like they're, the Engage like is the best um, computer tuning apparatus ever, and they have literally shut their doors. The EPA shut them down. If you want an Engage now, you're going to have to buy one from somebody who's selling theirs. So, I mean, that to me, it sounds like a lot like what we've seen with these like trigger companies, where it be binary triggers or bump stocks or or whatever. The difference is that the engage itself has not been made like, deemed illegal. I mean, in practice, it may in California, but we don't consider them. Um, but you know, if you have an engage in your car, you're not going to go to jail like you would if someone caught you with a fucking bump stock or some shit like that. Like, I don't even really remember and care about what, I don't have a bump stock, but, you know, I do care about what goes on with that because if it's today, yesterday's bump stock, it's today's something else. But anyway, I wanted to have him on. He's, he's, he wants to do it. He's just, he is, when I say busy, he works like 80 hours a week between tuning cars and then doing stuff for his channel. Like his channel is his second job. And I mean, he's got, and really me watching his show, it's on YouTube. Um, but he has started doing, um, uploading all of his live chats, which are anywhere from an hour, an hour and a half long. He has uploaded them to podcast, uh, Podbean. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, that still, I think it has to be approved. It's still in that process. But if you're on Podbean, listen to this, you can go find that there is Alejandro Flores. Uh, and uh, dude's awesome as shit. I love the guy. But anyway, um, but yeah, he, the way he's got, he's got a cookie sponsor, right? But he's got me you know, a bunch of like uh, parts stores and stuff like that that are also sponsors that he, you know, has a bunch of sponsorship perks. And I would love to be able to do something similar to that with, with companies. And, um, you know, they, they, the sponsors help keep that YouTube channel going. I, he asked me if I have a YouTube channel, I was like, well, no, well, because what we do, even though they're kind of cracking on, on car shit now, I mean, really, then that's all really spurred on by the EPA. But, Let's face it. We all know how the gun industry is viewed on. Oh, I should say by YouTube, the YouTube, the company, um, not you know the the viewers on YouTube. But it's like it's almost a non-starter for me. Um, I believe trying to get anything monetized. And believe me, if I'm going to do a YouTube channel, I'm not or or a video aspect of it, which I would love to do. But I know in this climate, it's it's DOA. I mean, I, it's going to be demonetized from jump street and i'm not putting in that amount of work for free and so if like rumble was as big as youtube we can say what we want guys like you can say oh boycott youtube look unless you were going to look just for gun shit if you wanted to youtube how to make a fucking uh vegetable soup you're going to fucking youtube you're not going to rumble so and to be able to have your platform in the same place that everybody goes to to find any other information that's that's valuable. Like that's what you need instead of this one off. Like, you know, 
like Rumble or any of the other ones or whatever that there they'll never be anything until something happens to YouTube, right? I mean, it's just the way it is. You, no one is going to see it. No, it's going to be even if you're interested in it. If it's out of your sight, it's out of your mind. So if you're not constantly getting the reminders on your phone, or you're not going across, finding videos when you're looking at other things, and you just happen to go down that YouTube rabbit hole that we've all done. I've looked at you know car shit and ended up looking at space travel or some shit like that. I don't know how it got there, but whatever. Um, that's the way it works. But that's how people get come across you and come across your channel and see new videos and shit like that. If you're on some obscure website that or or video host that you're never there for anything else, then you're, you're never going to, you're never going to visit it. Um, but you know, I, like I said, I would love to be able to do the video aspect. It, it makes sense, but it, in the, the industry that I'm in, it doesn't make sense. Um, because I would rely 100% on YouTube, um, monetization and let's just face it. I'm getting shit canned day fucking one. Um, you can't even say certain things without it getting like bullet. Boom, demonetization. What are the new uh, guidelines that I think just came out recently um, about uh, YouTube and the AI, like what you can say? Like not just the AI, but like things that you, as far as gun firearms, that you cannot do. You can I don't know if it's they're just going to demonetize you for that or if they're literally going to take your shit down. But like low development, uh, screwing on a suppressor, Mounting a scope, high capacity magazines, like whatever, anything that's just so nonchalant in what we do every day, it's literally like you might as well fly a Nazi flag and whatever. I don't fucking know. It, it's it's viewed by YouTube as the same level of offense, and it's 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 absolutely absurd. I don't know how we in this country got to this point to where that's okay, but here we are, and we've got to either shit or get off the pot. You know, get off the pot and just deal with it or shit and do something, and I haven't seen nobody doing anything. So, I mean, I see a lot of talk um, and no action, really. So, uh Anyway, that that's it. I'm gonna try to get him on, but he's he's fucking like every day. He's really got to carve out time to do it, and I think he's gonna do so. And when he does, I'll drop everything to to hit the record button with him and have him on the podcast. You guys are gonna love just he's how like his humor. He's fucking real and he's funny as shit. It's not hokey. He's not like dumbass fucking oh Mountain Dew Cletus McFarlane McLeeter Skeeter. Um, you know, blowing up Texas speed motors and shit like that. This dude is like a legit ass car guy that, um, knows his shit, but he's also not like super, ha he's not hacky at all in the least bit. All right, going forward. Um, let's see. So we've got, uh, a, this has been pretty cool. So next weekend is going to be my first match since September and I'm sure it's going to go perfectly. Uh, but it is the Coastal Outlaw match that is in Maysville, North Carolina. Now, I believe last year was their first year doing matches, and it Maysville is like towards the towards the beach here in North Carolina. Things like an hour hour fifteen from my house, but uh, it's it is an outlaw match, and they hold one every month. And it is 
I think the I've never been there. I have not shot one yet. Um, I know people who have. Uh, CL has. CL's gone there and done pretty well. Um, and it is what you would consider in 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 view as what the the club level matches used to be. Right. It's I think it was like sixty bucks or eighty bucks tops. And it used to be like every match, I think, before now, it was like six stages, like 60 to 70 round count. Uh, and it's super low key. A um, lot of things different, a lot of, lot of positional stuff. Um, and this match coming up in the email, it, he said it's going to be 10 rounds. And I think it was like a 100 round count. Uh, so, you know, probably 10 stages, 10 rounds. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be small targets and a lot of movement, I think. And that to me is, is what, what matches are about. And I think we, and I, I know I've talked about this. I know Frank talks about this in, in, in deep detail, but I think that's what I'm excited to go, go back to where it is a low key, low stress where the match director can have free reign to do whatever. There's no tripods other than holding up your spotter or binos. It's two bags, a rear bag and a front support. You're not going up there with four bags on a fucking stage. You're not going to run a tripod. And, you know, you got a bipod, two bags. So that's, uh, and, and you know, that's pretty cool. Now, this this venue is super raw. It is a basically a clear cut, like a cut down. And they're they're getting they're slowly working in. They just extended the range. I think the top, the furthest range was at until now. I think it was like eight hundred or seven hundred. But now they're they've got uh, at least one stage to a thousand, uh, which I think is great. Is it necessary? Absolutely not. No, you can make a match seven hundred and in very difficult and very fun. The problem is is you're going to have in that specific well. The closer you get to the beach, typically the wind picks up, right? Um, and this is a clear cut, cut down, but I don't know of what's around. I've never been there, never shot it before. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm excited to do it. I, I, I'm ready to kind of get away from all the PRS sanctioned this. It's $120 for a fucking one day. And it's literally people are behaving as though it is the prs finale at a one-day match i'm just i'm not there i'm i mean i'm not there mentally where i want i want to be put that much importance in it i really don't i go to these matches to shoot have fun talk shit with my friends and have a good time have a few beers after it's over with go grab some food and get the fuck back home like that is what i got into this and and was uh that's what was an allure to me and that's what I'm ready to get back to. And I mean, not to say I was some, you know, Johnny badass traveling to fucking Cali and Texas and, you know, the barrel maker and shit like that. I, I didn't believe me. I fucking did not because I just didn't, I never saw the value in spending the investment in doing that when I can accomplish the same things that I want to me personally right here, local to me. And now grant other than shooting with friends that, in their areas and, and seeing the, the way as things or matches are ran differently, different, 
different venues, different regions. I get that completely. Uh, and I agree that is a very valid thing. But to me personally, I'm not going out there trying to prove that I'm the best or I have nothing to prove. I don't, if, if I did, believe me, I'd fucking be failing miserably. But I, I just, I don't. So that's why, like, it's, this is super um, appealing to me. It's the same as what the last Saturday of every month. You know, it's sign up. Hell, you could probably sign up the day of the match. You could probably go there, not signed up, sign up there and fucking shoot. Um, it's super laid back. So I, I'm excited about it. I don't know, I don't know everything to expect, but I've got a pretty good idea from people that I know that are, that, that have go to them and that are going to be there. Um, I actually had a couple of listeners, uh, saw that my name was on the, uh, squatting list and they sent me messages on Instagram saying, is this you please tell me it's you, you know? And like, yeah, dude, I'm coming, you know, it's right up the road. And they're like really excited, uh, you know, get the opportunity to meet dude, guys, I really appreciate that. Dude, I am just an everyday motherfucker just like you are. And, um, but I am, I, I mean, I love the you know, people want to interact and, and meet, dude, by all means, if you see me at a match, unless I'm on the fucking stage, like shooting, come say, what's up, introduce yourself. And, and, you know, I love to meet you, shake your hand and, and have a beer with you afterwards. That's complete. That's, I love that shit. But you know, it's, you know, we'll, we'll see you. We'll see you at, at the match. And, um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so what I'm doing is I'm, well, at before I signed up, I knew I was going to sign up. I knew like the round count was like 60 rounds, typically 60, 70 rounds. I had 80 rounds left over from the Frontline Fury match back in, no, not Fury, the Road to Redemption match um, at Frontline back in September with my Rock Creek Dasher Barrel. And like it was, that fucking barrel was hammering. So I was like, look, I'll screw that bitch back on and I've already got my ammo loaded up. You know, then I saw that, all right, well, no, it's be a hundred round counts. Oh, fuck. All right. So I grabbed some brass, processed the brass. And hell, I actually think it was already primed. I'd already processed it. I just needed to dump powder and seat bullets. I did so, took enough. I think I had like 125 total and then I went and shot some. Uh, just to, you know, re-zero the gun with that barrel on, um, and then, uh, obviously check speeds and, uh, you know, shoot a little bit at 500. Oh my God. I forgot how much I love that barrel, that barrel. I, it literally, as soon as I, the first two shots were like a mil high because obviously it was zeroed for a different barrel. And the, the first two shots, it literally looked like it was one one shot it was one fucking round hole like you pushed the pencil through third shot it was just like a tick not even half a bullet off all right cool so i moved it down the thing is shooting dimes motherfucker like straight up tens and then uh re-zeroed it took it out to five well excuse me it was four because i didn't even feel like going walking back to my house and get on my deck so i just turned the gun on my platform and it's like 455 shot the steel out there it's one little fucking golf ball looking size blob of paint missing she's right sd of three not that that is not that that is necessary believe me i did not land on that load because that was the only one that gave me acceptable SDs. 
It really isn't. It was a, a, a range of powder that it didn't, I mean, it was just an easy one. It was just like 2850 is where it's at, shooting over 10 shots, 3SD, like an uh, extreme spread of like eight or some shit. I forgot exactly what it was. But so the guns, the guns go, the guns will go. It's ready to go. And um, I'm excited about shooting it. I have literally, I have not even thought about precision rifles since September, really. Because after that match, it was hunting season, and I didn't even fucking do any hunting. I, I didn't do shit. I've just been, I'm telling you, been busy. I damn sure didn't do many podcasts. But I, I'm excited about this match because I'm excited to to be invested in a quote-unquote series that is an an outlaw series. Not that I care about like chasing anything or I've already told whomever I talked to about, like if I win anything off the prize table, I'm going to just give it away on the podcast. I, I don't need anything. I just, I, I want to get cool stuff to give away on the podcast. Um, but the way they do the prize table is way fucking different and really their divisions as well. Um, it is, so they'll, they'll have, if I can get this right. Like I said, I've never shot it before, but just from what like CL has told me and other shit. So you've got to open. Then you've got a gas gun. Then you've got a 308 bolt, 308 gas, 223 bolt, 223 gas. And I think that's the only divisions, uh, which hell is plenty of them, but uh, I don't think they have anything like a, like a factory or division or anything like that. I think it's literally 308 and 223 bolt and gas and then an open. I may be wrong, but the way they do it is, uh, okay, they've got all the scores. They know who the winners are. And then they will randomly pick like 223 gas, first, second, third, go up the prize table. Then they'll say open, first, second, third, walk the prize table. 308 bolt. So, and, but then the very next month, it could be 308 gas, your first. Then 223 gas or 223 bolt. They just, I don't, I don't know what their system is because I've never been there. But I do know for a fact that it is not like open first place, gas first place, uh, 308 gas or regular gas or 223 gas first place, then all the second places. No, no, it's literally like they just randomly pick a, a division. And then first, second, third, go. And then to pick another random division, first, second, third, go. And I've been told they got a pretty decent prize table considering what the prices of entries are. And there's no, it's not a big match. It won't be like 10 squads of 14 guys. It's, it's not. But it's like maybe six squads of 10 or 12 or something like that. And then they have to they they have two more squads that are like open for reserve spots for overflow or whatever. That's great, but it's every month and it's cheap and it's fun. It's going to be different every time. And I think a lot of the big range um, owners that have really tied their wagons to the PRS horse, whether they admit it or not. I think they're 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 definitely they scratch their head sometimes and they're wondering if they should go back to doing like their matches instead of a PRS match. But hey, look, 
the guys at uh, Bailmaker, uh, their names, um, Missy and um, fuck, I feel like an idiot now. This thing, I have, I have no preparation. Um, but you know what I'm talking about, the Barrelmaker uh, folks. They uh, they now, from what I understand, they now have the PRS. They, they bought it, I guess, from Shannon. Shannon is staying around to help out run and make the transition smooth, maybe. I don't know the ins and outs because I really, at the end of the day, I don't really care. Like, Not that I'm not thrilled that someone else is getting it and maybe see some changes that we've all thought. I, look, I've never shot the barrel maker, but from all of the people, I know a ton of people who make it to where that is the match. If any they shoot, that's the one they want to go shoot. And they've been there, and they love it. They say it's the best, like, best ran match in the country. I I have no reason not to believe these people. And so I'm hoping. But hey, you can say the same thing about K&M in Tennessee. I mean, Shannon, say what you want about Shannon. Like him or love him or hate him. He can put on a cool match. I mean, he's, well, first of all, their, their venue at K&M is, I mean, who are we kidding? It's amazing. It is an amazing venue. And he's been a shooter for a long time, so he knows how to make a pretty cool course of fire. No one has – I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that. They've been to a K&M match, and like the match sucked. I don't think I've heard anybody ever say that. Whether you love Shannon or hate him, you can't – don't. Don't deny him simply because you don't like him or don't say it's something that it isn't it's because you do like him. But me who've never been there but know – a thousand people who have been there and they like dude it's a fucking kick-ass match i believe it we all have our reservations about really how the prs has been ran for the past couple years few years um but hey here's to looking forward uh look i'm all about it you know i think it's i think it has the opportunity to be something i think it has the opportunity to grow but grow in a good way and i don't think max director's charging $350 for a two-day and $120 for a one-day. I don't think that's the way to go. I, I really don't because I understand that most of these match directors, not, not all, most of these match directors, it is their livelihood. Um, and for that, I understand. But then again, you guys remember that for the shooters, these are shooters that 99.99% this is a weekend hobby. And I'm one of that 99.99% for sure. Um, hell, right now, at this point, it's not even a weekend hobby. For me, it's like a fucking quarterly hobby. So, you know, I think people need to kind of keep that in mind. And, you know, I've I've gone into, I, I believe, my spiel about um, quote-unquote professionals and pro shooters uh, and if I haven't on my podcast, wait until the one that I just did for uh, with uh, Chris Way on the uh, on his podcast. That it's it'll eventually be dropping sometime soon. Uh, we recorded like a few weeks ago, and he's released a bunch of that he already had pre recorded. So uh, while I go into that detail, that buddy, I'm telling you, there's going to be some toes that are hurting and sore, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to probably get my first like hate emails or whatever. And I'm not on Facebook on Facebook, so it'd probably be there's look, I've been I've been told there's like a little group of guys in the shooting world, competitive shooters that have a oh my god, I hate it, I feel like I'm saying this, like a secret group and 
they just talk shit about people who aren't in the group. <laughs> and I, I, I have no, I, I don't even know people that are in it. I don't know names. Don't really care to know none of my business. I, if my name hasn't been brought up in the past in that it will now, cause they, they listen. I don't, to me, they listen to other people and uh, yeah, my name's gonna be brought up in there, which I will not lose a single week of sleep because like I've told you earlier, negative fucks. I give fucks in the negative. That's how few I give. Um, but moving on. Yeah. Excited about that. Coastal outlaw match. Check it out. Um, by was it Alliance outdoors. I think I've, I know nothing about them other than they ho- they host these matches and I'm excited. I'm excited where it can be like, do I want to shoot it this month? Nah, I'll wait till next month or fuck. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, a couple weeks. Cool. Whatever. It's monthly. It's cheap. It's low energy, low fucking pressure, low. No one's measuring dicks out there. Oh, it's actually a lot of Marine guys. Um, it could be obviously cause it's over there towards Cherry Point and Camp Lejeune. There's a lot like Matt Solo. Uh, I know he shoots them a lot. I think he helps possibly helps put them on or whatever. Uh, but a, a bunch of Marine guys go out there and shoot. Um, and that I'm, I'm excited about. I love, uh, love our veterans. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. So the next thing we'll talk about is, uh, so I'm not on Facebook again, but, uh, CL actually sent me some screenshots, uh, the other last night, I think, um, about there's, I don't even know what Facebook group it's in, but people do posted pictures of like half moon shaped holes in his target and, you know, asking about, I think my bullets are blowing up and they're 108 ELDMs. And what a ton of people have commented said, oh yeah, fuck yeah, I had a whole bunch of them. And if I ran them like 29, 20 and under, no problem. But if I, I, I think most of these guys are shooting them out of a Creedmoor, a six Creedmoor. If I run them over 3,000, are blowing up left and right. In fact, one guy said, which, you know, it's the internet. So, you know, I'm sure it's complete factual evidence. But I have no reason not to believe him that he was at a match and a guy literally shot, I believe, a whole mag full on a stage and every one blew up at like 50 yards. They watched them all blow up. Now, if you've been looking and been reloading for the last couple of years, you've seen like the 147 ELDMs were having a problem. Look, I love an ELDM. I love they shoot great out of factory ammo. Um, I love what an ELDM does on game. Um and it's just, I don't know what is it. Their jacketing process is the thickness of their jackets. Is it? I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it is about these horny bullets. That if you run them at safe speeds, a one hundred eight. If I'm loading, like hand loading, one hundred eight LDMs in my six Creedmoor, which I don't even hand load for it. But if I did, I should definitely be able to run my bullet at three thousand feet per second and not even come close to pressure. So what in the heck is going on? And I, and it's not just those. It's a lot of people that are shooting the 147s and say like a PRC or a SOM, and they're having the same shit going on. These aren't bullets that are getting overspun in like a six-twist barrel with an ass load of powder behind it. This is safe loads, not crazy overboard cartridges, and they're blowing up. So 
honestly, I was hoping, I was hoping over the last year that Hornady might have. Now, this also, I don't know how new this lot of bullets that these people that are um, explaining about what they're what they were experiencing, and I don't know how new of a lot of bullets. Now, if they're two year old lot of bullets, and they're okay, well then it's the same shit that we all knew was blowing up. They're just now shooting those and same um, end result. But I, I, got to, I, I hope that if like, if you went and bought a brand new lot of any car, any caliber, I'm hoping that they've kind of got this thing figured out because I was looking at possibly getting some of the new 25s, uh, the one, what is it? 130, 130 grain or 133, four, 134 grain. I forgot what it was. But it's a good BC. It's not quite blackjack good and um, maybe a little bit less than the uh, 135s. But I'll tell you what, for what ELDMs cost, the BC that it does advertise and what that bullet, how that, well, typical ELDMs have done for me on deer. If the things don't blow up, I would buy a bunch of them and just switch, which I have a bunch of the burgers. But once I shot all those out, I'd be completely happy with switching all of those LDMs. And, I mean, I shoot the 25 Creedmoor in a match setting, not not as much as I do my Dasher. But, yeah, I could definitely just have the same load that I shoot into a match in a match versus or a company with shooting that load in my hunting rifle, my 25 cream Mortica. That barrel is a Sendero contour. It is not a match barrel. That, that, well, that whole rifle is not a match rifle. Even though it looks like one, it's not. Uh, it's never seen a match. Not to say I couldn't or wouldn't, but, um, yeah, not with what I've got on there now. Um, it would be like I'd buy a BR barrel or get Josh to spend me a, like a straight shank br barrel for the tika um but yeah i would completely be okay with doing that instead of having like i got i actually have shot a deer with the 135 burgers and i will say that it it killed the deer shot her at like 325 ish and it high shouldered went through both sides and had about a I don't know, maybe a little bit bigger than a quarter, maybe not quite a 50 cent piece, a little bit bigger than a quarter size hole that had bone coming out of it. She ran like 40 yards. She toted it for like 40 yards and finally killed over in the ditch. And there was like bone on the ground from her shoulder coming out the exit side, but really no blood. But I don't, I don't care about it. most time. If I want if I shoot a high shoulder deer, that bitch better land right where she stood dead as fuck. But those 135s are pointed where, well, most of the other burgers aren't. Um, like the 105s are not pointed. You know, you get some of the other bullets, they're not pointed, and they don't even go out. They go in, blow up on the inside, and cause absolute massive organ damage and or hydrostatic shock, dropping their dicks in the dirt. That is what I want. But I've had the same, not the same exact um, results with ELDM, but they're but most time bang flop dead. And I'll, those, I actually don't mind going into the vital area and then absolutely liquefying lungs and or heart. 
that that is where that bullet where I've always had good success with not so much a high shoulder on that with that bullet. I, I typically like to go into the pump station, and that's what I like. Take out the lungs, take out the heart, and we're good to go. And then it's like when you unzip that animal, it's like a a giant water balloon of blood just everywhere. Um, there's nothing that can survive that. And that's what I liked about the LDMs. But if the fuckers are blowing up, I don't want to invest a bunch of money in buying those. I mean, I might go buy a hundred of them, load them up across a gambit of pressure, not unsafe, but maybe tapping on high pressure door and seeing what they do. Like literally just shoot at distance and see if they blow up. And then, uh, no, no, they didn't. Great. Okay. Well, then I'd shot them anywhere. If, like out of, out of the 25 Creedmoor, I shot them anywhere from 2,800 to, you know, 3,050. Great. No problems, no drama. I'll buy them. But, I mean, I, I hope, I haven't heard anybody, because I haven't known anybody's even got them and, sh- and shot them yet. But if the 108s are doing it, if the 187 millimeters are doing it, if the 147 six and a half millimeters are doing it, why would the 25 be any different other than that it is a new bullet? I don't know if the jacketing process is different. I don't know if the jacket itself is different. Bring back the Amax. Like, fuck, man, the Amax was the shit. Bring back the Amax. I mean, and then you, I mean, no one had a, ever had a problem. And the Amax, I promise you, I, I would, if there was a way to find this out, I'd put my fucking house on the line. I bet more critters have been killed with an Amax than any other Hornady bullet. More than SST, more than the ELDX. I bet the Amax has killed more shit, especially deer. Well, let's just, okay. Maybe let's go, because no one's really shooting Amaxes at like bear, or maybe they did on elk, or speed goats, white-tailed deer, maybe even hogs, predators. I bet you more Amaxes have killed all of those animals than any other Hornady bullet. Not any other bullet, any other Hornady bullet. Bring it back. No one complained about their stability. No one complained about them blowing up. No one complained about them not working on game animals. No one complained about, oh, the BC just isn't good enough, or they don't shoot. No, the Amaxes were great. The BC wasn't quite as high, maybe, as the LDMs. Yeah, the polymer tips were a little bit different. Great, but guess what? No one complained about them that much. Nobody, or at all. Bring back the uh, Amaxes. And this isn't a shit on Hornady, because I like Hornady. I really do. I just, and I'll, I'll even go and put myself on blast about this. I had two, not one, but two of the 135, 257 burger bullets blow up on me in a match. Mind you, it was pissing fucking rain. Like, it was pissing fucking rain. It was a shitty weather match. I there. I don't know. We saw it. Well, I didn't see it, but Jeff actually was, was ROing and spotting, and he said, dude, you had, I watched two of your bullets blow the fuck up halfway. Because I was like, man, that was, a, there's no wind. I was like, this, that, where in the fuck? And he told me after the stage was done, he's like, hey, those two shots blew up. I said, you serious? He said, yeah. I said, man, I've never had a, I've never had a burger blow up. Like in air. I I personally have not. And I've shot more burger bullets than any other manufacturer bullet. 
and that had never happened to me. And I, you don't hear about that like you do the Hornadies. Like, just Google Hornady ELDM blowing up. Like, Google that, and you're, you're going to see a host of problems. I want Hornady to get their shit fixed because I think that, aside from that, the ELDM bullet, it is a great bullet and a great option for every caliber in which they can be loaded. Big bore shit, like small, six creed, six five creed, hopefully a twenty five creed or twenty five bullet will be great. Two twenty three, all I think they are great options, and you just got, and I love what they do on on creditors, but you just got to get that shit figured out. Um, let's see, that's enough about the Hornady's blowing up. Um, let's, yeah, I, I actually did. I mean, I talked shit about making a list. I actually did because I didn't have a whole lot I wanted to talk about um, on the podcast. But I think I'll wrap it up there, guys. Um, again, I'm hoping that the podcast, I hope I can either find new zeal to get back going and hopefully putting out one a week um, and or whether it's new zeal on its own, all organic, or if couple companies want to come on board like hey you know what we'd like to, to be a sponsor of the show do an ad or a live read ad for you talk about the you know promotions get a discount code whatever um yeah give me a call whether it be one one way or the other i would really like to be able to getting this show back cracking like it used to be as far as the frequency in which you guys get a show um, I think one also, another thing that will help with that as well is if you guys comment, because I need some feedback from you guys. You need to comment and ask some questions. Ask some questions, I'll write them down, and I'll address them in the next either truck cast or solo podcast that I do. Or if maybe a guest that I have on is a, of greater authority to answer said question more than myself, I'm going to ask it to them. So if this was a uh, chamber question, like I can ask Josh. If it's a low development question, something I can't answer, maybe I can have you know Eric Cortina back on. Or if it's a training question, maybe I can ask and have uh, Phil and Kalen back on, which I'm we need to do anyway, have them back on and ask them. I mean, wouldn't you like to have their questions asked by any of those people? So ask me questions. If I, if I feel like I have someone else I can ask to get that answer better suited for you than what I have myself, I'll do it. Give me some ideas of some stuff that you guys want to talk about. And I will, man, if I get a stack of questions, I can't sit on them. I can't sit on them. I'm going to have to do a podcast and answer those questions for you guys. That's what I want to happen. That's what you guys need to do to help me out is, hey, you got this give and take, give and take. I need you to give me some questions, some content, the guys that you want covered. I'm not sitting there scouring the internet of the latest and greatest drama to, to talk about, give a hot take on. I'm not. I'm not on Facebook. I'm on Sniper's Hide and a little bit on Instagram, and that's it. Like, that's that's it. So I'm not in the one of the million Facebook groups, Precision Rifle Facebook groups. 
or PRS groups or NRL. I'm not in any of those. So if you've got a question or you got something you want to talk about, maybe you want my opinion on, whatever, fucking send it. Let me know. I got you, fam. All right, guys. Uh, I don't even know how long this one was going, but uh, let's see. Can I get back to my home screen? 56 minutes. Wow, that's more than what I thought I was going to give you. Anyway, guys, appreciate it as always. Hit me up, motherfuckers. Let me know what you guys want to hear, what you want to talk about. Give me some guest ideas. And no, doesn't some not some obscure person that no one else is going to know who the fuck they are. If you got someone else that everyone, a lot of people may know who they are, and you want me to have them on, I'll fucking have them on. A gunsmith, uh, a fucking shooter, a fucking, I don't know, goddamn YouTuber. I don't, whoever, whoever the fuck you want, let me know. All I can just say is, or not say anything. That's the worst I can do. Um, I might say yes. It might have them on. Still got to get, I know I've been saying this shit for like two fucking months. Still got, actually three months in November. I got to get my KGM suppressor guys on. I got to get trigger tech on. And that's really, that's been me. That's not been them. Um, that's been me just not, sending them the emails when you want to do it, hammer it down and then sitting down and doing it. But I, I will, I owe it to you guys. So anyway, I will see you bitches in the fucking comments. I better get it. So if you want some shit, you better give me some shit. Give me some content that you want to know. I ain't asked for your money, but I am asking for maybe some sponsorships for the fucking show. That'd be great. Make some fucking money doing this shit. I love you guys. And if you're going to be at the match um, next weekend at in Maysville, holla at your boy. Peace.